What's going on, people? What is going on? You are now tuning in to the six-man combo. Let's get it. Got the background coming back in for for a change. What's going on, people? What is going on? As you already know, this is Tuesday, which means the six-man combo is in full effect. As I am your man's, your host, six-man K Styles. Over here to my over here to my stage left. As you already see, it is the Senator Papa team of the Atlanta Falcon fan base. Right. Man. Mike. Sports. Hmm. As we already know, man, we can't all we can't start a show without acknowledging the people that's in here already. What do we call this mic? You always gotta call it something. It's the God damn. <laughs> I don't know what it is. That was one hell of a roll call. Like... No. Boy. <laughs> Boy, that was one hell of a roll call. I, I don't know what that came from. <laughs> I didn't have to go with people. You kept going, so I had to keep going. <laughs> hey, we all right there. I like that. Hey, hey, give a thumbs up if you like that. If you, if you uh, highlight like that, bring it in. Like, 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 Mike ain't gonna always do it. I, I, I do it too. <laughs> right. Boy, right. Almost, well, almost had an old man moment. But almost broke my ribs doing that. <laughs> yeah, you see, I was struggling. Shit. <laughs> I felt that in my, I, I felt that in my spleen. Way. I like, oh lord. I'm glad I take my vitamins in the morning, boy. Because if I didn't, boy, I'd be out here with a cast off out like this. What, what, what happened? Uh, I just, um, I blinked very hard and my shoulder just fell out of place. I don't know what the hell just happened. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. Today's roll call, man. We're going to give it to Robert. We're going to start it off like this, man. Robert Ponder, YMOF Jamal, Bubba Gunner. Joseph Thornton, Big Ant in the building, D. Coleman, John Higgins, Jerry Bowie. We got the Falcon Therapist. Like I said, we got AFN family in the building with Big Ant and Juan. Make sure y'all show them some love. We got Michael Walker, Brad Peoples, ATL Leo. We got another one of our family over here with the Blackberry Larex. 
y'all make sure y'all definitely show him some love and tune into his shows make sure you subscribe to him as well Pat Norris William Amy Weezy B Sonya Christy Boomer Falcon Bubba Gump so we're gonna cut this music off here in about three two All right, people, as y'all already seen the title of the show, um, we're going to kind of switch it up tonight. We're not going to really talk too much Falcons tonight, but we want to talk about a league-wide issue. Now, if y'all tuned in to Cooler Talk Monday last night, we kind of started on this discussion as far as NFL offenses struggling in 2022. And when we're talking about struggling, we're not talking about yards. We're talking about points. And we brought up the question, has the NFL defenses caught up to these air raid offenses that the NFL has been trying to push on every team for the last few years. So, Mike, I throw the question out there. Let you go ahead and bless us with what you got for that. Well, my take on this is as far as the NFL and has the NFL defense caught up with the offense. Um, I want to put a slight little spin. I'm going to say no. NFL defenses hadn't caught up with NFL offenses. But there's a twist to it. Hmm. The twist is to it. The twist is NFL defenses have caught up to quarterbacks. Hmm. I don't think they've caught up with the NFL offense in itself in its entirety. But I do think in certain aspects of the NFL game, defenses are so far ahead of quarterbacks and play callers, I think that's where the issue lies, is that so many teams are so focused on quarterbacks getting their numbers, um, getting the touchdowns, getting the three, 400 yards every game, you know, getting X amount of rushing yards from your mobile quarterback. They don't focus on things like developing the mentality uh, and focus on, you know, managing the game. One of the things that really, um, as far as the Falcons fan base is concerned, the creators, uh, even the media members, they don't give a flying you-know-what about managing a game. 
your quarterback's ability to go through his progressions. And this is something that I saw um, with Brett Coleman. Um, I won't say, yeah, Brett Coleman. Um, Right. Yeah, Coleman. Yeah, Brad, um, Brad. I saw a video where he was breaking down um, Justin Fields. And one thing that kind of uh, irritated me is that he broke everything down and he said he has play recognition uh, and um, his ability to assess that play. Um, and it was on that big run. You know, he did some good things on that bit, right? Like, Justin Fields is a guy that never had the – like, he never took the time out to actually learn how to go through his progressions the proper way. That's his major fault. That's one of his major faults, even going through um, college when he came um, – he attended the University of Georgia. His ability – inability to go through his progressions. So, um, one I, why I bring that out is because of that. We see so many – quarterback struggling in the game right now because of their inability to go through their progressions and defenses they know how to um mask a lot of defenses uh mask what they're doing mass blitzes and whatnot so the quarterbacks they don't learn the process of elimination when it comes down to all right whatever you see the defense do all right, and your head as a quarterback, you already know immediately I can't throw this out route because they got everybody sitting, and then you got guys in the middle, those slot corners like Isaiah Oliver, you're trying to figure out, all right, are they coming on the blitz? Are they going inside? Are they going outside? It's kind of the play with Darren James um, end up getting a sack uh, on um, – Marcus Mariota, where he came off on the blitz. These are the things young quarterbacks can't – they can't read. It's difficult for them guys to read. So this is one of the things that I say that defenses, they've caught up with what the quarterback is doing. But as far as the offense in its entirety, I say no, they haven't caught up uh, with the NFL offense. But as far as – attacking the quarterback and his mentality, I think the defense are light years ahead of um, offenses in that matter. Hmm. <clears throat> Let me get into some of these comments right quick, man. Like I said, Tasha Falcon <clears throat> said, he said the defense hasn't caught up just yet. Um, D. Coleman here has another one. He said these quarterbacks are getting thrown in the fire way too early. They don't sit no more. The ones that do are way more successful. And Michael Walker here said, like I said before, old school football is slowly coming back. Now, you said something that was very interesting to me as far as the defenses have caught up to the quarterbacks. Um... As I was looking, I, I was trying to look through just to try to find the right um, statistic and stuff. Um, going through the Boston Globe, which put out an article that came out a few weeks ago. Um, the article title says, scoring and quarterback player way down this season and the NFL doesn't know why. You pretty much done said it. You pretty much done hit it, the nail on the head. 
Because they said the scoring has went down quite a few points. Mm-hmm. Been the last couple of years. I think it said um if I got the numbers right, because it's like you got like three, four different articles saying four different things. So I'm just going off of mm-hmm. what they um pro football talk here says NFL teams are averaging twenty one point six points per game. It says down from twenty three point three points per game. Now that doesn't sound oh. like a lot. It doesn't that like I say you think that doesn't sound like a lot, but when your margin of victory for a lot of these games is like six points or less, nobody's really being dominant out here. This is why I asked the question: Has the defense is finally caught up? Because let me go ahead and throw a little stat line out here. You, you, you know, since 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 we oh, yeah. trying to implement stat line, okay. Let me throw. Hold on. Let me let me let me get this. I'm gonna use this game from Sunday for example. Forty three for sixty eight for four hundred and forty six yards, one touchdown, one interception. That sounds kind of odd, don't it? Don't don't you think? Mm-hmm. What's so odd about that stat line? Repeat that one more time, so I can kind of really. Forty-three for sixty-eight. 446 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And like I said, this is just one, this is just one stat. This is just one stat line I'm using right here. I'm gonna find I'm gonna get another one for you. So 40 for 43 completions. 68 attempts for 446 yards and one touchdown, one interception. Well, that's a heck of a lot of attempts. Let, let me add. Let me add one more part to that. Mm-hmm. That quarterback, that that offense, offense only scored twenty points. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot. I, like, if you only scored twenty-one points, sixty-eight, sixty uh, passing attempts. Um, you're converting on um, second and third downs, obviously with a with that high. 
So you're actually converting. Um, then my, my natural inclination is to think, all right, when and where are you doing these types of things? I think that's mm. the biggest thing, when and where you're doing it. Because a lot of teams, as we've seen with Justin Hubert, um, they use a short passing game to get the ball out quick to mask the fact that they can't run the ball. They have no confidence in their offensive line. So they use their their short passing game as a mask for their inability or just reluctance to even run the damn ball. Mm-hmm. I.e., um, what's his name? Uh, Lombardi for mm-hmm. the Chargers. Well, if you don't know him, yeah. he was a passing game. He was a passing game coordinator for Sean Payton in New Orleans. That's something that they do. They used to short passing game to mask the fact that they just don't want to run the damn ball. Mm-hmm. And some of y'all have already said it, but for those that don't know that stat line, that's Patrick Mahomes' numbers against Tennessee Sunday. Mm-hmm. I got another stat line from Sunday. Mm-hmm. 36 for 58 for 280 yards, Ooh. one touchdown. I don't even know who that is. I ain't going to pretend. Offense scored 16 points. Who, Tom Brady? Bingo. Hmm. That sounds like a Tom Brady game, too. but the reason why we're saying this too is because these defenses are getting a lot faster they're getting more like a lot more athletic um so with you having a lot of those bigger athletes up front that's trying to rush the passer it's it's forcing these quarterbacks to have to, like you said, have to get the ball get the ball off quicker. This is why you see the Atlanta Falcons really don't have a lot of sacks right now. They haven't really been getting much sacks like that. Is because these quarterbacks are getting the ball out, getting the ball out, hit the flats. If you notice, and once again, y'all make sure y'all go tune in to Cooler Talk Monday yesterday. You asked a very interesting question. You said, what are, what positions are most of these teams drafting now? Mm -hmm. Tackles and wide receivers. See, because the notion is this is a passing league. So you have to – so – and the passing league is what making the NFL money because everybody wants to see these teams pass the ball. But there's a there's an underlying factor we're not realizing that we're not paying attention to. Because you're throwing so much money on these offensive playmakers – 
you have to rotate, plug, pick and plug different mm-hmm. offensive players every year. There's no uh-huh. true chemistry. You can't really develop chemistry like that when you put so much money into positions like quarterback and your left tackle and your pass rusher. And I'm talking about big, big money. So you're sacrificing chemistry for the big name. Which in turn hurts the development of your team because um because there's such a high demand for pass um catchers as well as pass uh protectors. There's such a high demand on those guys. So you never get comfortable in a particular system because you're always going to team to team because offensive alignment is such a high demand. This is why you see offensive linemen move constantly over and over again. They, they're constantly on the move. This is why receivers are always constantly on the move. This is why receivers are always in the news trying to get traded because they know that they are and they can get the money elsewhere. They don't have to worry about being, you know, to worry about blocking. They don't have to worry about um, being able to be a complete wide receiver do the little things, you know, like, you know, the art of returning has pretty much died. Nobody gives a damn about being a punt returner or kick returner anymore. Nobody gives a damn about being uh, uh, an elite receiver out of the backfield, like a Darren Sproul. You know, guys like Ward Dunn, um, you know, fullbacks, um, like a Mike Allstott or a, um, you know, Bob Christian, Ove Mohaley, like those types of guys. Nobody cares about that type of stuff because the demand for positions is pretty much, you know, either you're going to rush the passer or you're going to catch the damn ball or you're going to block for the passer. This is what you see mm-hmm. in every draft. You, like, this is why the demand for guys like Jordan Davis has pretty much died. Nobody cares about a safety that, that's – one of the most um, elite box safeties in, in, in the game. They don't care about that type of stuff. Why? Because you're going to throw the ball 60 times a game. So it eliminated a lot of positions based on um, the changing of the guard. They want to put more focus on passing the ball 50 times a game rather than having balance. Mm-hmm. Let me throw another stat line for you. Just so um, to 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 bring to to continue this conversation, twenty three completions, forty three attempts, two hundred and ninety one yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, nine points. Do anybody know who that was? I think the nine points should have gave that away. Nine, you said how many? Nine points? Nine points in total. He got 291 passing yards on 43 attempts with one touchdown. 
and nine points. Good. There God. you go. There you go, right there. The the quote unquote baddest man on the planet. Uh, the, the, the greatest thrower of the football the NFL has ever seen. That's actually what I was thinking too, and I talked myself out of it. Mm. I mean, shoot, you. I mean, you already know. Everybody, everybody is on on pace with us right now. Anyway, um, yeah. And what what and then like I said, what ends up happening, kind of continue what we're talking about is because you put such a high emphasis on these quarterbacks and um putting these big money demands for these quarterbacks, it kind of handicaps what you want to do. This is why they say, as it, like I like say, is if you draft a quarterback, you want to win while he's on his rookie deal, because if he's successful, then you're going to have to pay. Mm-hmm. And that usually entails having to draft more tackles and more wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And like you said, wide receivers are expensive these days. You got to give mm-hmm. up quite a few picks, five picks to even move mm-hmm. up in the draft to get guys. Wow. You got to get them high. Mm-hmm. In the first two rounds, you're not going to get one. Chances are, if you draft receivers outside of the first 60 picks, he's not going to be very good. Right. So, so as Atlanta Falcon fans, as abruptly as what they had to make the decision on Matt Ryan, it was understandable because you didn't want to too much handicap yourself much longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, Southside here said <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has offensive players who I never heard of before. Mm-hmm. This is why we, this is kind of one of the major reasons why we always be at the media's necks for trying to put these quarterbacks on such a high pedestal to say that no other position matters. Because think about this for a second. If the average going rate for a quarterback is northwards of 45 to $50 million, how much room do you really have to build a team? And while you putting all that money on offense, these some of these teams can take that same money and put it on that defense. Uh, uh, mm, it's funny that you say that. that was exactly what I was thinking. Now you put that money in that defense. Now you have that defensive chemistry you can build on for a few years. While on that offensive side, you don't have as much of that chemistry. Yeah, you can draft players and still be there for a couple years. But while you got that going on, these defenses are, like I said, these defenses are playing very well together. These defenses are knowing each other, so it's like, now we don't have to think too often. I know what this guy's going to do. I know what this guy's going to do. I'm not thinking too much. We just going to play and react. Mm-hmm. So this is this is why I think that 
this year you're seeing a lot of teams dinking and dunking this year. This is one of the major reasons why. Because these defenses, these, these let me my you 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 watch I I know you a uh Duke basketball fan, right? Oh yeah. When March Madness comes around, what are what what teams are like one of the most dangerous teams in the in that damn March Madness? Teams that really share the ball and move the ball around. Teams that are have like impeccable ball movement. Those are the teams that really get. Like they they make a, um, a, a, a you know a North Carolina a Duke the big school they really give them hell because there you can't just focus on one particular person. Mm-hmm. And what schools usually do that? <laughs> Usually the smaller schools, the schools that's outside the power, uh, the power schools, really. You just answered my question. I mean, right Davidson. Look, look at Davidson. <laughs> look at Davidson when they have Steph Curry. Why? Because those guys stay. Those, those guys usually stay to their senior years because ain't nobody really uh-huh. watching them like that. So they there to their uh-huh. senior years. So. When you have a Kentucky, when you have a Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, when you got these major schools that put out a lot of one-and-done products, this is why you see teams like Chicago, like, like was it Loyola, Chicago? Back in the day, it used to be George Washington. Um, like I said, these little mid, these mid-major schools, like this is why you see them so successful in March Madness because they got a lot of guys – that not only have experience in college basketball, but these guys have chemistry with each other because they're not one-and-done products. Uh-huh. See, what's going on right now in the NFL is that a lot of these offenses are are, are heading towards that road of one-and-done products because you can't, you can't compensate. for having so much money tied up to one or two players while these defenses uh-huh. have that same money tied up to five or six players. Two versus six. <laughs> two versus six. Uh-huh. And let's see. It's a couple questions in here. Um, let me see. Rest one here says, Do you feel like we'll see most of our improvement with our draft picks, our talent we build, or through free agency? They're going down the road, they're going down the road of developing players because that's the cheaper route to go. See, the thing about the Atlanta Falcons right now, and this is why we're saying being patient with them because the way that they're building this team is cost efficient. Let me re- let me repeat that again. The way the Falcons are building their team right now is cost efficient down the line. Why? 
because the quarterback is not the focal point of the offense. It's that running game. It's run the damn ball. It's the Uh running game. So while that's being the vocal point, the quarter the, the quarterback is not gonna be as expensive uh-huh. as it would be in Kansas City where you paying Patrick Mahomes five hundred million dollars, Kyler Murray over here two thirty, Lamar Jackson gonna get about two fifty. Uh-huh. Like I said, Desmond Ritter is set up to be the quarterback next year. But the thing is, they're not going to be looking for him to be a superstar. We don't need a superstar quarterback in his offense. Mm -hmm. You need a guy that can get you a couple throws but can also manage the game. And those quarterbacks in that system – is a lot cheaper and you'll be able to hold on to them a lot longer and you'll be able to build your team the right way. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, this is going to put a lot of you uh, fans, you know, your fandom On display because guess what with that type of offense that type of team build you're either going to be a fan of the logo because you're not going to be a fan of a player because most of these players in particular offensive players don't get attached to them you're already mm-hmm. seeing it right now you're seeing it right now they right. get they getting rid of everybody they getting everybody with a with a superstar name and a superstar status. They getting rid of all of that, offensively, defensively. Why? Because, like you said, teams have like team has really gotten destroyed because you know quarterbacks getting their feelings and let's just keep this real. We got two uh, uh, teams right now. And a third one is, I I told you guys before, I've been saying this for quite some time now. When you focus and build the team so much on one player, you set yourself up for failure. And I'm talking about Buffalo with Josh Allen. They built that team around him and not a particular system. You see it with Tom Brady. They gave him everything that he wanted, and they still suck. They get ton, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. They gave Aaron Rodgers his money, everything that he cried for. They gave him exactly what he wanted, all his money. I want to be paid. I feel like I'm worth this. Well, you got your money, bro. You done made over $500 million, at least over $300 million in the course of your career, but you still up here trying to um, get – you know, $200 million contract, but you want weapons on top of it. Well, the salary cap is only $280, uh, 280 million. So, uh, two, yeah, about two, it's going up to about 280. That's not a lot. It's not a lot to build a team. 
50 of that is going to the quarterback. So you are already looking at them to have <laughs> that's already gone with one mm-hmm. player. You got 53 players, and then you got a few of them on the practice squad. Yeah. And that's the problem. You build it, you you give all this money to these quarterbacks and then to these wide receivers, you're forgetting that everybody else needs to be paid. So this is what we're saying. What we're essentially saying is just get ready for a lot of turnover. Do not get comfortable seeing Kyle Pitts. Don't get comfortable seeing Drake London. Don't get comfortable seeing um, a quarterback at the helm. Don't get comfortable seeing Ritter as a superstar quarterback, even if he's a superstar quarterback. If he start begging for money, his ass is out the door too. This is what this team is going to – what you're going to see, you better get used to seeing defensive superstars. You better. Get get used to seeing Grady Jarrett. Get used to seeing the A.J. Terrell. Those guys on the defense side of the ball that can actually ball – those are the players that, that the Falcons are putting on a pedestal right now. And Vladimir here said, I got a good point here. He said, first four years is the money window for franchises. Every year after that, the money window for the player. <clears throat> I use another example. The Seattle Seahawks had the Legion of Boom era which didn't last long as everybody thinks it did. That window for that uh-uh. era only literally lasted four years. Once they put the reins and gave the keys to Russell Wilson as his team, they had to implode all purge all those Legion of Boom guys out. Yes, they win games and go to the playoffs, but once it gets to playoff time, you ain't got that Legion of Boom to lean on. And that's what made Russell Wilson in Seattle so inconsistent when it came to the playoffs. Would you agree with me on that? All right, hold on. All right, we're gonna do we're gonna do a little timeout here, man. We're gonna hit the timeout here. Let y'all go ahead and refresh and let you hit that like button. So let's go ahead and play a little music right quick. We're gonna play a little music if it decides to come up. <laughs> hey. So we definitely appreciate everybody. We have 61 people here tuning in with us. We want to at least get over over that 50%. So we need about 10 more. Give me about 10 more likes, man, on this thing. Definitely share this with the people. Like I said, we kind of switched it up here tonight. So I didn't really expect a lot. It numbers, but we definitely appreciate everybody tuning in because this is a good discussion. And let me know, let me, let Mike know, let AFN know about certain discussions like this. Let us know if you like these discussions, and we're going to switch it up for a little bit. So if you like this discussion, 
not only hit the not only hit the like button, but give us a thumbs up. If you don't like it, you can give us a thumbs down. Because I think these type of discussions, especially when it comes to football, can be subjects that can relate to the Falcons. But just to open, just just to open a broad mindset, what to expect? And plus, y'all getting y'all y'all getting more so with us anyway. This is the stuff we talk about all the time. All the time. <laughs> all right, let's see what we got here. We had a few people leave. That's all good. All right, all right. That that was the quickest on time out. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, like, like I said, it's definitely um I saw a question up here. Millie Mills here had a question. Let me see. Hold on. Nah, that, that was his response to that. Hold on, where that question? Okay, so he was like so if Ritter gets to start and balls out for the next few years, do we get him top quarterback money then or just let him walk because he won't the bag? Like I said, this quarterback, this offense does not pertain to a quarterback putting up great, great numbers. The best quarterback year that Arthur Smith had was Ryan Tannehill throwing barely over 3,000 yards. Just a little bit more efficient on the touchdown and interception ratio. But that's why I said the quarterback is not the superstar. Tannehill got in the contract extension, but it was only for like $107 million. Mm -hmm. See, the problem is... It's when you expect superstar. If you box office at that position, you gonna pay for it. You paying for box office. You bring a Lamar Jackson down here, you gonna pay for it. You you ain't getting it for cheap. That's gonna cost you about three about three hundred million dollars right there. So that quote-unquote 100 and something million dollars worth of cash space that you're looking forward to, cut that shit down by 60%. See, I think what people not taking into account is that what you're bringing with that. Mm-hmm. When you're bringing in a, when you decide to all right, draft a quarterback, for instance, you got to do about three to four things, about four. All right, you got to build a wide receiver core that he's comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You got to bring in offensive linemen that could that could protect him for whatever, you know, how his skill set is, you know, versus a guy that's so – I'll just say, for instance, all right, you got – Mobile quarterback like Lamar who can get away, so you got to have uh, tackles and offensive linemen that's technically technically sound because if they're not technically sound, they get a lot of penalties. So you got to get a smart offensive lineman 
who are quick and technically sound. So that's two things. And then you got to have a running game that can not only protect the quarter, the quarter, the mobile quarterback. So he has to have the ability to not only run, but he has to have the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. And then you have to have a coaching staff that is creative enough to draw plays that's going to highlight not only his ability, but all the players around him. So those are four <laughs> elements when you decide to bring in a quarterback that's mobile, like a Lamar Jackson versus a pocket quarterback, you know a pocket quarterback is going to be there. So you can pretty much, you know, rely on just building a running game. All right, I get some offensive linemen, I get some running backs, and we just, you know, run the dang on ball. And then we play our play action. That's a lot easier than building off a mobile quarterback, and I don't think people realize that. But um, one of the people that is responsible um, I'm going to say like one of the people, but the philosophy with mobile quarterbacks is you have to have so many different elements of the game um, to make sure in, in this particular era, in this particular you have to have multiple elements to keep him satisfied because obviously they want to pass it. And with the passing game, you got to have all those elements. You got to have running backs, like I just described, but you got to have that. But with a pocket quarterback, you only have to do really two things. Running thing on ball. And draft quarterbacks. I mean, draft the running backs. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. And I'm glad you actually said that, too. Cause, um, if anybody follows, subscribe to Six Man K-Styles, know that I did a poll today. And I kind of found it interesting, this poll interesting, because I made this poll based off of a comment. But let me go ahead and get y'all a little. I took a picture of it. So the poll question was, as in Falcon fans, are you upset that the Falcons are shown to be one dimension? Now, I don't know how many votes. This is what I took before the show started. So we had about 43 votes on it. Uh-huh. And surprisingly, 53% of the people said no. Mike, that kind of shocked me a little bit. That that shocked me a lot. Now we get into the Falcon aspect part of it now. And also other mm-hmm. news, Matt Tennessee has been put on IR after that knee injury after that game. So that's unfortunate. Like I said, he did play yeah. pretty well. He did give up a stat. But outside of that, that run game, he was very proficient at run blocking, which caught me off guard, especially at that position. Mm-hmm. But we're going to show you why I put that poll up there. <laughs> so – I already Shouts see a comment. Boy, hold on, what the comment? Oh, I, I just find this this uh, I just find this comment funny right here. 
Uh, Hold on, let me let me let me show you. Let me show y'all the time. Okay. So shout out to Marion Cossi. Uh right under Man Mike's video. Um, so basically he said, I don't want my boys to become a one-dimensional team. It seems like they've been that way since the last longest. Uh, okay. Uh would like to see all wide receivers, tight ends become a threat. And then kind of going with Dave, Dave's comment here, he said, of course they are one-dimensional right now. But let me ask Falcon fans something, true, true Falcon fans this. The Atlanta Falcons have been a one-dimensional offense for the last six years. Do y'all realize that? <laughs> a one-dimensional offense. I wonder if anybody realized that. Let's go and put some weight in music on. Let me let me see, see what y'all think. Yeah, I only see if y'all knew that. Yeah. Oh, let me cut that up. Let, 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 me, let me cut that up. Let me cut that up a little bit. Uh-huh. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. With the pole in the Wuja <laughs> over here. Hey, boy, this ain't no daily video. <laughs> Stop wasting time, wasting. I got a friend with a pole in the face, man. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding, wow. like Jason. Oh, unless she gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I'm just trying to see. I'm just trying to see something. No, we're gonna, we're gonna explain why. No, this, this ain't about taking nothing personal. That, that right there, that, oh, the, the, that type of comment is kind of irritating at a time because when we try to cover with a discussion, it's always a don't take it personal thing. But there's a reason why we say that. Day, we're gonna explain it. Just give us time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we never explained and we got it. some people actually, actually is on what we're going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since 2017, the Atlanta Falcons have been one of the most one-dimensional, well, actually. You really say since 2013. Outside of a couple years here and there. The Atlanta Falcons have been one of the most one-dimensional teams in the last 10 years. So when we we see so when we see um This conversation about the Atlanta Falcons running the ball too much and saying that 
well, this team is one dimensional. Uh, I don't, we, we don't need this team to be one dimensional. Before Arthur Smith got here, this team was one dimensional. They couldn't run the ball, but they could pass the ball. We're one dimensional now to where we not really passing the ball like that, but we could run the shit out the ball. And Mike, you said you had a question on that. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna be ready for this. I, I, y'all already, I already see y'all not ready for it, and I haven't even stated. <laughs> I know you're right. not ready for it. So right. the question that I have is that, and this is something that we was talking about, and the question that I have is. Is it more acceptable as far as the media and fans is concerned to be one-dimensional as a passing game or one-dimensional as a running game? Do we need to put the weight music on again? We're going to put the weight music on again? Yeah, Yeah, put the weight music on. Because that's, that's, that's why, Dave, that's exactly why we said just hold on. It's because Hey. Hey. So for those that may be just tuning in now, we have the um question music going on right now. So the question as far as the Falcons being one dimensional. Would you rather see them one-dimensional running the ball or one-dimensional passing the ball? Uh, 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 not, this, not, not that. Is it more acceptable? Okay. Because I think we all can say, all right, we would much rather. Certain most majority of the fans would say we would much rather pass the ball than run the ball. It's just not appeasing to the eye to run the ball 40, 50 times a game. Now, like, no fans don't want to see the run. Like, they don't want to watch Georgia Tech. <laughs> Some people think that Georgia offense is boring. So, is it more universally acceptable to be one-dimensional as a passing offense versus a running offense? Like I said, these comments getting slower and slower now. I see a lot of running. I see a lot of, but these are, like I said, these are normally our our regulars that are saying about um, running, Mm. running the ball. And reason why we going in, Tab, because we want to kind of give you the pros and cons of what both do um like i said we got um mucho here said running the damn ball (laughs) and said give me running game all day and here's another thing we went 79 with matt ryan thong for nearly five thousand yards give me the one-dimensional running game all day Uh uh-huh Drew Brees had two losing seasons throwing for 5,000 plus yards. 
But again, the question is, which is much more universally acceptable, running the ball or passing the ball? Because I got a statement after that. See, here's the thing, though. Like I said, a lot of people that are watching the show are going to tell us running the ball because these are the folks that have been rocking mm-hmm. with us. So they know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they know. outside of yourselves, put yourselves in the media and the new fan, new fan aspect and say, <laughs> Lowski had one of the best quarterbacks. You do know. You know. Look, don't try to play that goofy. Don't try to play that. Come on. Y'all know it. Who the hell want to sit down and watch 45 handoffs a game? Be real. Do you want to watch it? Be, that's what we're talking about. We're going to put it in, in, in lamest terms, as plain as we possibly. You want to see the ball being thrown, deep passes, ball being thrown down the field, or you want to see the ball handed off 40, 50 times a game? This is what we're talking about. Which is mm-hmm. which, which dimension is more marketable? What's more, which is more exciting? More exciting. Yeah, that's, I mean, now you see, all right. Now we, I guess, we had to explain that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. This is what we're talking about. Right. And like Bridget here says, here is running the ball ain't sexy enough for them. They need that sexy, pretty passing mm-hmm. game. That, there you go, baby. That, that right there. That's Man, exactly that's what we're talking about. <laughs> that's what that's we're talking about. Trust me, as a Georgia Tech fan. <laughs> Boy. Running the ball mm. 60 times a game. <laughs> it was cool for a while. Right. But what, <laughs> ended, but, what ended, but what ended up happening is that these defenses, these schools caught on. Mm-hmm. The best way to beat the triple option is to have defensive tackles that can penetrate. Mm-hmm. This is why Georgia used to whoop the shit out of us the first few years that had Kirby Smart got there. Because you had defensive tackles that could disrupt that triple option. That's what got Paul Johnson fired. Then you bring in Jeff Collins and you want to switch the offense and the offense looked actually worse. I think he just couldn't motivate damn players. But well, that, that's another story for another day. Um, <laughs> here you go. We got the coach in here. Shout out to coach. He said, the thing is, NFL throwing is the thing. However, running has won Super Bowls more. I want what works for the team, but running is your is you controlling the game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And like I said, Kenneth Lyons here said, if you're not balanced, you're not going to win many games. Which is true. Mm-hmm. You have to have a certain balance. But where, but where we, but like you said, where this conversation come down to is, we can't complain about the Falcons being one dimensional this year when they have historic. Well, I ain't gonna say historically, but for the last few years they've been one dimensional as well. 
See, the biggest difference is the one-dimensional aspect of the team didn't really get a lot of complaints about it. They just complained about the guy throwing the football. Mm-hmm. This one-dimensional offense, they complain about the guy throwing the football. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize something. That's kind of weird when you think about it. We complained yeah. about a guy throwing a football and pad stats. So, but we complain. But now we complain about a quarterback that's not throwing a football and not pad stats. Mm-hmm. We see, they, 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 and see, it 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 makes Ooh, a lot of sense a because they don't. It it, it 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 makes a lot of sense because what we're talking about essentially talking about we've been trained by the media to ex- think that the quarterback. It's the source, and that's what this, this conversation is all about. We've been trained to think the quarterback is the end-all, be-all. If we just get a quarterback, whether he hand the balls off 30, 40, 50 times a game, or he passes the ball 50 times a game. We've been trained by the media to think, all right, passing the ball is sexier. Passing the ball is the way that you win championships. And running the ball and managing the team isn't sexy but when you look at running the ball teams that run the ball best those teams typically win championships so the question i have for everybody is are you really worried about winning you want to win or you want to win a certain way with a certain style. That's the that right there is the question. Do you want to win with style or do you just want to win? There you go. That's crazy though. Really. Mm-hmm. And I just now thought about that. That thing that that thing, Coach <laughs> said, that's an oxymoronic statement. I'm like, this thing does got mm-hmm. me flabbergasted right now. I'm just thinking, like, it, it does, it does. The Falcons, we have got been completely, a we got a completely different style of offense now, and we still complaining about the same. We complain. We literally complaining about no the same there. thing. Damn. That's a whole nother conversation mm-hmm. right there. That's a, again, that's a whole nother <laughs> conversation. But that's what we're talking about. People just want to win with style. They don't want to just win. The reason why I'm a Georgia fan, well, I mean, partly because I'm Georgia, but one of the reasons why I like Georgia football is because we don't care about being pretty. The one thing about Georgia Tech and Georgia, we don't give a damn about being looking pretty. We don't care about, mm-hmm. you know, having the best uniforms like Oregon and Michigan. We don't give a damn about oh, all that. We're trying to Man, win or, 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 Oregon need to throw them uniforms in the garbage because that shit, that shit makes me sick. <laughs> and, and speaking of that, and, and, and I've caught some flack for saying this, but if you actually pay attention to Georgia and Georgia Tech, they literally have the same mindset as far as how they want their they offenses do. to run. The biggest difference yep. is talent. That's it. <laughs> That's, That's the biggest it. difference is fucking talent. 
and coaching. Mm-hmm. Georgia Tech is what Georgia would look like with two star, two and three stars. Mm-hmm. Georgia is what Georgia Tech want to be, but they can't get those five stars. Yeah. Man, them Oregon like, uniforms, them Oregon uniforms made my head hurt. Right? Man, I don't like, buy that damn color. I'm gonna look like goddamn like y'all yeah. here looking like crossing guards and shit. I'm about to get down on that damn damn color. There you go. I like, I like, I like, damn boy, y'all got like 999 different combination of jerseys, and y'all ain't doing shit with them. And all on bright as hell. People ain't want on bright as hell. bright shit. They think you know they gonna have um, they gonna have turquoise. That's gonna be their next uniform combination. <laughs> turquoise, turquoise and yellow. That's gonna be the ugliest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Hey boy, that sh- boy, that shit brought a tear to my eye. There was tears of blood looking at them damn uniforms. <laughs> I'm not like I said. Like I said, they they would have stuck to the green and black ones like they did. I'm cool, but when you start introducing all that yellow, oh, all that bright ass yellow, that that shit hurts my eyes. I ain't gonna. That's why I don't yeah, even I don't like know. the Seattle Seahawks damn. Rush color, I am the hall monitor. <laughs> <laughs> hall monitor. <laughs> well, you gonna need Obi Wan Kenobi to goddamn play them boys, but them shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, what's two cover. plus two? What's two plus two, Mike? I hear looking like Sasha Banks at the damn WWE. At least she in WWE. She got a reason to look like a go. damn clown. There you go. I'm a man looking ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to feel the glow looking ass shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I want to be like Jeff Hardy <laughs> in 2008 looking at. <laughs> <laughs> you can see them uniforms with your eyes closed, bro. I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't saying they ugly. Them shit's just bright. <laughs> I got bad eyes. I, I, I can't be looking at shit too bright. Mm-mm. No, that shit messes up my damn eyes. Mm-mm. Hell no. <laughs> Just saying, man. <laughs> hey, look. Atlanta Falcons going to have or they going to have they, they like I said, Atlanta Falcons they going to have alternate jerseys. They are going to be all yellow with with a red bird on the side. What? <laughs> <laughs> The best part of waking up is Oregon in your sight. Cashing in on the U.S. bill envelope. The U.S. top. Really? Come on. 
Bruh. Bruh, Bruh I we, know we, that. We cash I... the money in the bank on a U.S. tie. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I mean, daddy ain't there no more, so he ain't got no choice. <laughs> he should have cashed it on a 24-7 yeah, he gonna title. On. He, <laughs> he going to cash on a Roman? Exactly. King Quest here say, I remember Oregon playing in a thick fog and I could see them clearly. I'm like, damn, bro. But yeah, yeah, getting back, we like I said, we we get we gonna kick it for a few more minutes, but yeah, kind of getting back to the one dimensional side of the game is um yeah, man. We can't complain about one-dimensional football while we running the football but don't have that same complaint but also had the same complaint that we throwing the football too much i mean on top of that you got one of the teams that everybody <laughs> you got if the Falcons wear some uniforms like that on national television, Roger Goodell's firing somebody, if not the whole team. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all think that, man? Come on, man. Mm-hmm. For one, Arthur, Arthur Blank is the damn that motherfucker hitman. I don't give a fuck. That man was a hitman for the mafia. I don't give a damn with nobody. He is a former hitman for the mafia. You think that motherfucker going to put on some some lime, lime green and bright ass yellow. Come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. Let the Falcons get some lime green uniforms with with, with the regular logo <laughs> on the side. But I'm like, bro. Yeah, I'm like, man. Bruh, nah. Come on. <laughs> just like, but yeah. But yeah, like I said, we're gonna hold that conversation for another day. We just gonna set y'all up with that. Like I said, mm-hmm. we can't complain about. Matt Ryan pad stats and throwing the ball a lot. But we flipped the whole script and we complained about running the ball a lot. Since everybody loves Cincinnati and they one dimensional. Keep that a hundred. Mm-hmm. All they do is throw the damn ball. And that's all they've mm-hmm. ever done. Mm-hmm. And they in a unique situation too because you got three receivers that that got big names in this league. I wouldn't say big, big names, but they they, they big enough. Mm-hmm. They make some noise. They don't make some noise for themselves. Mm-hmm. Now the the, the Hawks lime and blue, I can deal with that because I don't see them often no more. Like I said, I wasn't old enough to see them wear all the goddamn time. I like the Pete Maravich throwbacks. Mm-hmm. I do. I ain't gonna tell no lie. But them shits ain't bright though. We we talking about bright, right? <laughs> damn, like, everything like, on that damn jersey, Brian. Your ass. Yeah, like I said, if I can see, if, if, if I'm sitting here in the state of Georgia and I can see your ass from a distance, all the way up in Virginia somewhere, yeah, that, that's too damn bright. Them halls, green and blue ones, they're not bright. I, I can deal with those. But yeah, man. 
Uh, like I said, we're going to save that conversation for another day. So let's go ahead and start winding it down for tonight. Like I said, yeah. definitely appreciate everybody tuning in. Oh, wait a minute. Let me do this right. Uh, it started off with this tonight. Come on. If you decide to want to come up. Uh, DJ K Styles equipment acting like shit right now. Okay. So <laughs> definitely appreciate everybody tuning in to the six man combo tonight. I know it wasn't the Falcon eccentric show as y'all used to see. But I thought we'd switch it up a little bit just to see, see what y'all thought about that, man. Like I said, let us know like topics like this that y'all want us to talk about more often. Um, like I said, at the end of the day, man, this is why we call it the six-man combo because it's about having a conversation. Uh-huh. So make sure y'all go ahead and hit that like button, share, subscribe, Six Man Cake Styles. We are on the road to 2000. I want to hit that goal before next season starts. And make sure you also subscribe to Mad Mike Sports as well. I know 99.9% of y'all already do. But if you don't, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. It's free. Subscribe, bitches. Even if you, 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 you're not sure, just please make sure that you subscribe. Because sometimes I, I be subscribed to some channels. Uh, I think I'm subscribed to some channel, and then I go back and check, and then I, I'm not subscribed. So please subscribe. Yeah, yeah. Make yeah. sure you hit that subscribe button. Man, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Um, yeah, because I, I I know when I get off of here, I'm probably gonna look at some earwax extracting videos. I don't know why. I don't know <laughs> why seeing people getting. I don't know why watching people getting earwax sucked out their ears is actually soothing to me. It's calm, it's, That's it's nasty calm. shit. Okay, I don't know. that that watching monkeys beat the hell out of each other, monkey grooming. Um, mm-hmm. I like seeing dogs kill them damn rats. Uh, like watching that type of it's called uh, Joseph mm. the Meat Man. That's another channel that I like, and I love the Meat Man. Um, oh, they said, Oh, wait a minute, we, we, we're going to talk about this tomorrow because somebody said that DP, yeah, <laughs> so make sure y'all tune in tomorrow for the heavy hitters. As you already know, if you don't know what the heavy hitters is, that's me, that's Mike. And you talk sports. So, until next time, people, we ain't here to play. We here to stay. You you ain't gotta go home. Uh uh. But you gotta get the hell up out of here. All right. If you don't want to mean, then keep it clean, fellas. Trim those heads. You get a 20% off at Manscaped plus free shipping with the promo code AFN at manscaped.com.